0: Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now here's your hosts for Chatterbox.
1: You know, I don't think I ever get tired of hearing that.
2: And here's your
1: hosts Or Chatterbox.
2: You're. I think you're being a little nice, because you said plural, and the announcer doesn't say plural. I think he does. He does?
1: Doesn't he? Norm, can we, can we get a playback on that? Is that... That might be kind of hard to pull up. Yeah, I could do that. All right, we'll see if we can pull that up. You want to bet some money? Hold on, hold on. you want to bet some money? Well, first of all, I think it's going to be hard to determine, because it is just audio. But okay. I was there when he recorded it. A gentleman's bet. Actually, wait. I wasn't there when he recorded
2: it. That, this was the other dream. Your dream. All right. Well, I'm ready. All We're right, listening. Me, all right. All right.
0: What it, come on? <laughs> live from KFNX News Talk Radio 1100 It's Chatterbox where you will find the latest news, interviews and updates about the gaming world. You know lose. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests and callers only and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now here's your host for Chatterbox. That's, right? I hear singular. I knew you
1: would. It's it's a little subjective here, but I I'm going with the S. Norm, how, you does, ever, how does
2: Norm hear an S?
1: I heard it. Were you ever here when the guy who recorded that stuff used no, to work
0: I, here? No, I see. I've only been here three years, and, and uh, you, you've been—you know—you've been here before I got here. Yeah,
1: dude, that guy—he was such like your '80s hairband rocker. He had hair down to like his waist, but he was all like the guy whose band didn't make it. You know, and really, he worked at the radio you're station. You're really telling
2: me you're, you're hearing an S there? Yes. Both you guys? Yes. Two against one here? Absolutely. It did—it
1: did sound more singular the first time he used the word host. Earlier in the description, but at the end, here are your hosts. I, I heard the yes, and Norm is is the tiebreaker here.
2: Yes, I heard the yes. Yeah, there it is. I can't, I can't, um, I can't argue. Lucky against, for
1: you, we didn't wager again because I would be like. I heard 100% betting 100 all well, of our I
2: thought you took the nail on that one because i <laughs> even repeated listenings. I'm just hearing. You know what you'll
1: agree with me on is the fact that we have no computer in the studio anymore.
2: Well, this is true. <laughs>
1: Norm, you weren't here last week, dude. But like, I tried to use that thing and it just would reboot and reboot and reboot. It's only the finest here.
0: And I I I worked uh, I it was working during the weekend, but then all of a sudden somebody took took the computer out of there. Somebody yeah.
2: clearly replaced why.
0: the contents with mashed potatoes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it no longer runs.
1: Luckily the wireless network is still running, so that's good. So uh so anyway, this is this is uh, the Chatterbox and we do this every week. Chatterboxgameshow.com is is our website. So With, with plural hosts. Plural hosts. Sometimes. There's even, you know, both of us shown on the website there. You can email us. In fact, we got an email from our, our probably our most dedicated listener to date, Penn. Undoubtedly. Now, we, we don't have to get, get to that just, just yet. Not just yet. No. You said that you played a game this week. I know that I played a game this week, but it's a very old game. Well, relatively speaking, very old game. But let's let's discuss
2: these experiences.
1: Because I have something to say about mine.
2: I, I, have, I can't wait to talk about Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem forever. Duke Nukem forever, of course, right? Because that's the one that came out in the last 13 years. You know, this game, it has... When I, when I was on my way to E3,
1: uh, I saw some... Was it E3? On my way somewhere. Saw some some guy like watching the video. I think one of the guys who worked for the company, right? He was putting together the... The video that was going to be used at E3, and he happened to be in the airport when I was picking up people from the airport.
2: The Duke Nukem video?
1: Yeah, like he had he'd been up all night producing it or something, and he w- was watching it on his laptop. And so that was the first time I ever saw it, just because I hadn't been paying attention. I'm sure it was already out there, or pieces of it had been. And there was like some giant dragon monster thing, female dragon monster, because I had really big boobs um, okay. in the game, and I thought that I didn't get to that part. That's a little strange, you know, that they're just we're gonna put a big.
2: Bo- Boobs Dra- on a lizard. Dragon dragon boobs.
1: Yeah. We're talking like the 10-story tall kind of dragon, right? <sighs> but with giant hands.
2: Um, all right.
1: Yeah. So my, my point is they're pushing real hard for shock factor in this game. Like harder than you would even expect from a Duke Nukem. You computer. know what?
2: When you enter furry territory, it's always more than what you expected or ever wanted.
1: All right, so that's all I know about the game. Tell me what you found by okay. actually playing so, it. So
2: once again, just like last week, I have to give a caveat that this was not the real game I played, but the, the one gig large demo. Yeah,
1: but I mean, that said, this is the demonstration that the developers wanted you to play. They said this is representative of the game. You uh,
2: should play it ostensibly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there was there's one thing about it that I there was I didn't manage to get very far. As evidenced by my report from last week, and as some of our listeners may know, especially our favorite listener, my patience is very short. We'll talk about and that and we'll, we'll get to that, too. Um, so, I didn't even make it through the whole demo. I gave up, and I'll tell you why.
1: That's sad. I mean, it is just a demo.
2: It's No, it's not sad at all. <laughs> um, okay. But we'll get to that, too. Um, there was one really good joke in this. It was... I was amazed about how good this joke was. Now, when you start out in this game, you start out in the bathroom, okay? Normal place for Duke Nukem to begin, right? And there are a variety of things you can do in this bathroom, uh, many of which are not immediately apparent. Um, One of the things you can do is you can go up to a toilet, yeah? And Mm. you can look in the toilet. And, oh, look, there's um, some poo in this toilet. There's a Duke. Yeah? Yep. So... You can if you're if you're very very uh, skilled with your aiming reticle, you find out that you can actually um, hover over the poo and press the button, and he grabs it. Nice. And you can walk around and you can press the button again to throw it. And the most that beautiful- sounds like a reasonable weapon. Now, that's Alon. You know this. Maybe other people don't know this about me. I hate. I hate. I hate is too strong a word. I really I do not enjoy the toilet humor. Okay. Not because it's offensive, but because it's just about as interesting to me as looking at a brick wall.
1: Which is funny, because I am polar opposite.
2: Yeah, I am me, basically a
1: three-year-old and love that humor. Okay, so I I, just, I don't
2: understand it. It's not interesting. It's like like I said, it's just, it's just completely boring. There's nothing intriguing about that kind of humor. But this is not a toilet humor joke, because when you throw it, You hear him say, and this is the best line I've ever heard Duke Nukem say anywhere, he goes, oh no, what am I doing? It's a joke about agency.
1: I don't don't know that I understand what you're saying. You're
2: making him throw the poo and he's disgusted with himself because he's being compelled to grab and throw poo and he hates it. Oh. That was... See, I don't was, know that I would catch that and find it so funny. That is comedy gold. Just the way he says just like, oh, no, what am I doing?
1: <laughs> it was fantastic. That was well, the high point. I'm, see, I'm glad that that game has something for everyone, because otherwise I would have thought to myself, for Aura, this might not have any redeeming qualities. This...
2: This... I was... I am shocked. This level of subtlety and elegance in humor... You would describe that as subtle? There's... There's... The poo, that's the beauty of it is that it's subtle because it's a joke about agency and it's just the I mean, the backdrop is the stage is just the poo humor. Okay. You see, it's just using it as a vehicle for you to think about you controlling Duke and him not being control in control of his own faculties and you choosing him to make him do something like throw poo. Okay. Cool. See, this kind of analysis <laughs> you can only find on uh, a show like Chatterbox. So. Uh, what
1: happens if you throw the poo at an enemy?
2: I don't know because there there's no enemies. You can't hold in the that poo part for that level. long. Oh, okay. By the time I've never actually uh, no, I don't think that you can really.
1: So really, there's no utility done. in the poo other than no, the joke. No, it's a
2: joke. It's a wonderful joke. I was wow. I mean, it just makes me feel good. Okay, it's a great joke. So you have a PS3. Okay, so one more thing about the demo. Though, okay, before we continue, I was I was actually I was the reason why I didn't. Persist through the end of it was because after the point where so it they stopped here, having poo. Well, that's part of it, but there's there's a stretch of gameplay that you know you there's this boss you fight. Okay, like you know, all right, that wasn't that exciting to me. It's just a conventional boss fight, and somebody told me that was like one of the higher points of the demo. So I was like, okay, um, and then you go through this section where you're basically just walking around in a in a in a valley, and you know it's just standard first person shooter gameplay, right? And it was this is where I lost my patience because every single time an enemy encounter encountered me or I encountered an enemy, it was like one of those situations where you're just you just feel like you're being robbed immediately. Like the first time you encounter a legit enemy. Right. You see someone shooting oh someone's shooting at me. There's some cover there. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to go behind behind the cover because he's shooting at me right now. Right. And then as soon as you do that and you're trying to, like, you know, move back and forth behind the cover to find out where he is, all of a sudden there's two people come up behind you and they just, they just kick your butt completely, right? So first encounter in the game is this complete ambush, which is completely unfair. Every subsequent encounter was one where it was almost like I just started playing and I put it on easy mode and they've just decided that it's all of a sudden expert difficulty, Right, like I was constantly getting hit before I could actually see the enemy that was shooting me. Um you know, I was almost unavoidable to get shot four or five times before I could even land a shot on the enemy. It was the exact type of gameplay interaction that is just bad design on all fronts because you, you can't see what you're doing.
1: Could that just be due to bad
2: control though? Well, I, mean, playing, I assume you were playing on the Xbox. Yeah, I was. I mean, theoretically it could, but I didn't... I mean, it wasn't like there was anything other... There is, and there's nothing unconventional about the controls. You know, you're just aiming and shooting. The problem is, is that the enemies are just so aggressive, and they're hitting you before you have a chance to do anything about it, which is, which is terrible philosophically about design. There's one thing that, in general is a very good design tenet, which is that... Now, there's some exceptions, very few, but in general, it's always very, very good to give the player, to structure a a gameplay situation so that the player, they they always have a way to get through it without ever getting hit. Yeah, we talked about this before. They they should have the
1: option of perfect play. You shouldn't be forced to take a hit.
2: Exactly. And the way, I mean, maybe theoretically you can do this, but the option of perfect play... Is not possible, or does not seem to be possible in this game, or at least in that in those few first few sequences, without perfect foreknowledge of exactly what was coming up, and that's just I mean that's just the worst kind of gameplay. It's like you're completely in the dark. You have to memorize where everything is. Then once you've memorized it, it becomes trivial, and that that's just not an interesting gameplay.
1: Yeah, no, and and I think it's it's hard for me to explain why that would be, but I think everyone would agree yeah. that it is. Well, it's it's because certainly reason... it's, it's possible to be perfect in that game, but it's not likely that you would you you can't do it through skill it has to be through memorization
2: yeah exactly and and also you have no choice you have no chance to be perfect the first time around if you were even as adept as you could possibly be because your ability to avoid things is based on you know this this foreknowledge of repeated failure which you know it's it's not not the greatest idea to emphasize that too heavily in games well maybe
1: they're teaching you that you're supposed to be aware of your surroundings in this game
2: well, As by if, if by aware of your surroundings you mean having perfect knowledge of exactly what's going to happen before it happens, then okay. But well, that's 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 too much. What to if ask you were looking where
1: those guys had shot from? Once
2: you would again, you have seen them coming. Perfect knowledge. No, I don't know. So it I just, wasn't like that. Without
1: playing it myself, yeah. it's hard. It's hard just to believe this. Scenario. Scenario. I know it's
2: hard for you to well, do it, but that, just take that my word is word. the
1: case. All right. Well, we're gonna go to break. We're gonna read an email. Maybe talk about my gaming experience, a few other things. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Arizona's news talk leader, KFNX, AM 1100.
2: And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, where we talk about video games and EV, and stuff and EVP of our um, announcement. Uh, yeah, that's so. You know what, keeps us, what keeps us on the air? What keeps us? It is the sponsorship. My attempts at making a joke that are incomplete and uh, There's nobody that. understands.
1: There's that, but also that one. Um the sponsorship of the University of Advanced Technology. They have a website, UAT.edu, and if you're listening live, you might have even heard their commercial during the break. Uh, So go to uat.edu, learn about what they have. And uh, you know, if you're looking to go to school for the games or something computer related, take a look at them. Feel free, you know, be nearby.
2: And maybe Maybe you'll hang out with the
1: chatterbox crew sometime.
2: Maybe you will learn not to take twelve years on making a game.
1: Yeah, that's that's an education to be learned the hard way. So uh This week, I played a game that I know you have, at least I think you have. Oh, really? For the PS3, most people with PS3 now have, I don't actually have the numbers here, but I think most people probably have uh, this infamous game that Sony was giving away.
2: Yeah, didn't have it. I decided I didn't take it for free, because that was one of the free games, right? Yes. Yeah. I'd rather have the hard drive space. (laughs) Okay. That's right. I went there.
1: You know you can put any hard drive in the PS3.
2: I'd rather not change my hard drive and have the hard drive space that I have.
1: Okay. So, and, you know, you can delete them, right? How big is the hard drive on your PS3? No.
2: This is... Can I convey to you... Do you have the 20 gig? Can I convey to you how little of my time it's worth?
1: Okay. Anyway, I had played the demo for this game when it first came out, you know, several years ago, I think in 2009. Um, And, you know, demos throw you in the middle of the game, at least a game that involves you acquiring powers... Throughout the course of the game, they're going to stick you in the middle of the game or possibly at the end where you have these powers and can experience what the game is like rather than being the gimpy character at the beginning of the game that can't do anything.
2: Sure, it's a right. normal device that a lot of games use. Yeah, and they days. also put you, you know, thrust you directly
1: into a mission without having to deal with any backstory and stuff. So um, the demo, a little bit more exciting than the beginning of, of the game, but I've played enough of it by now that I've gotten to the, you know, past the point, well past the point where the demo played. Uh Anyway, I'm playing this game, and I remember knowing, I think because the demo, and and the other game I'm going to mention, uh, which I also recently played, which was not planned, um, prototype, right? I remember those two games came out relatively close to one that another. I heard
2: these two are very, very similar. And games. they were similar.
1: Yeah. Now the thing is, like I, I assume Prototype came out on the PS3. I don't even know. I have it for the for the Xbox 360. Infamous only PS3 game. Um, because, you know, it's published by Sony. I think.
2: Infamous is the Sucker Punch one, right? Yes. And what's in, who made Prototype? Uh, Not Sucker Punch.
1: Other people. Other people. Other people. Yeah, I don't even know.
2: All right. Um,
1: but what's weird is, you know, it's published by Activision. I know that because we saw Prototype 2 at E3 in the Activision booth. So This is the that. game that you couldn't get enough of. That was Prototype. I,
2: right. got,
1: I got plenty. When, when I played Prototype years ago... Uh, I kind of get sick of it relatively fast. Right. But then recently, because the second one was coming out, I was like, I'll go back and play the first
2: right. one. Right. And then this is when we made the joke about prototype, too, because prototype, there's only one. Yes. All right. Keep going.
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm playing Infamous. And you're right. Like, people say, and you can experience that they're they're very similar. But what's weird is, like, it, you know, sometimes movies do this. Like, they'll come out with one disaster film, and then all of a sudden, a month later, there's another disaster film that's yeah, very similar. Yeah, or there's,
2: like, a one Western game, and then all of a sudden there's two Western games.
1: Yeah, but it's not like one came out, like Grand Theft Auto 3, and then everybody started making Grand Theft Auto 3 clones. Like, these right. were so closely released that they were in development
2: in parallel. Yes, this happens—well, it happened with the Western games, actually. And there's—it happens from time to time where there's—yeah, you're totally right. A, a just, swath of similar games comes out around the same time. It's thing. ridiculous— the number the types of similarities that exist between these two games that
1: released so closely together and and they're competing obviously like sony wants you to buy infamous they don't they specifically don't want you to buy a prototype because they are games that are competing on a similar level sure you know similar hardware similar gameplay people know that you know a lot of folks are just gonna be like i'm gonna get one or the other right. and uh it's like competing television programs right um These games both take place in New York, although Infamous is referred to as Empire City. How many cooking reality shows do we have? Uh, A lot. Yeah. So, you know, they take place in supposed New York, although Prototype, I think, is modeled after real New York, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that Empire City is actually like New York at all, except that they call it Empire City in Infamous. Um, It's a game where you start off as this very special person, right? You're the only guy who has these special powers amidst, like, this virus that's taking over, um, where you're... In New York, on this island that is quarantined, specifically, there's discussion of quarantine in the game. It's a story element. Okay, both games so far, same thing? Both games. Um, Your character starts off with nothing, although in Prototype, they start you off with everything and very quick, just to feel for the game, right?
2: Exact same character model in both games? No,
1: (laughs) no. But similar, like, similar, basically, characterless character that you're using. Like Cole and Infamous... And the other guy in Prototype, like Alex, I think was his name, um, they're both pretty tame in terms of uh, character visually. Um, you start off with nothing. Throughout the game, you build up this this in-game currency, you know, of experience points or something, where you buy. Like, you, you vary.
2: Okay, well, that's that's pretty conventional. Like, we would expect a lot of not games. Not
1: that much. A lot of games, you gain powers as you progress. Like, you, you, okay. you okay. be a
2: level, or maybe you beat a character that has... You know, power
1: A, so and you obtain power A. So
2: you're saying that the structure of the, the stru- of the upgrade so system is similar. the same in
1: both. The system, you gain experience through playing the game or by competing side by playing side missions, which exist on a map. You have to find them, and there's this little like holographic beacon. You have to sit in, and when you're in that beacon, you press a button to activate this mission. They're exactly the same. Both games do that. Like the visual, I swear to God, it's like playing the same game, except one dude has electricity
2: and one dude has morphing arms. And could I? Uh, I could tell you something real quick about the something we did because in the game that uh, in Red Star, because mm-hmm. it was now from 2004. Would um, you watch videos of other games that hadn't been released yet, but no, were in the making? This, this so I can, you can copy this, them. This I can say now. This is uh, this happens. Um, remember the Contra game that came out around that time? There was like a kind of top view. No, dude, no.
1: you're talking what? Ten years ago? No, it
2: was 2004. Only six, seven years. <laughs>
1: okay, only. Okay.
2: Anyway, a Contra game came out on PlayStation. It was like it was after like Shattered Soldier and all that stuff. Like all like it was back to like the roots of Contra. Anyway, I'm gonna take your word for this one. There, we saw it at E3. We're working on the Red Star, and we saw that they used this target, this red target graphic, as an element in that game. And then we're like, Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do exactly that. <laughs> we saw it in the demo at E3. And we, you know, reconstructed from scratch basically almost the same graphic. And it wasn't... I mean, it's not just like a crosshair. It's like a projection that appears on the ground to tell you that, okay, the enemy's lobbying this grenade or whatever, and here's where it's going to hit. Yeah. And so there's a stylized aspect to it. Anyway, we directly referenced that game that was at E3 that was... So it happens. Yeah. Well, I mean... That's one little thing that you
1: can take from a demo. These sure. games are exactly the same. Exact. The guys run up, like in Prototype, the guy runs up the building more adeptly than in Infamous. In Infamous, he has to climb up the buildings. Um, but the point is, you can get atop the buildings. Not only that, like halfway through the game, you obtain a hover uh, ability. So you can hover. So when you jump from building to building, you can get further. And like, every little bit from the graphic about how you start a mission to how you find missions to how the storyline progresses you to new side missions like one big element that's different is that an in infamous you can choose to be either good or bad and then the powers you select right. uh, you know are relevant to whether or not you took the good route or the bad route but honestly i'm not convinced that that makes a big difference in the game except that you look red or you don't look red or something. Okay. I, I chose the good route, so I don't know what happens when you play bad. But, like, you can see what powers you could get in the menu system. Such like, a moral citizen. If you were evil. Um, and it's just... It's slightly modified versions of the same powers. But it's it's so much the same. I, I swear it looks like the same development team made it and said, hey, we're going to make some game for Sony. So, we're going to um, make some game for both
2: systems. So what do you think? I mean, you think something insidious is at play here or I simply just, a coincidence? Honestly,
1: I wanted to ask you. Like, it's
2: it's not likely, I don't want to say it's
1: not possible, but it's really not likely that these games were made purely independently and came out, happened to come out at the same right. time.
2: Well, I, I obviously can't speak for this specific example. Um, but like I said, um, yeah, when games are shown at E3, yes, developers crib off of what other developers are doing. Also, like I would mention... To that extent,
1: I just, I can't fathom. Yeah. yeah. If it did happen, like, it's possible. Well, here,
2: here's another aspect of it, which like the, I think especially in games of that type generally speaking there are uh, i don't know there the way a lot of design happens in corporate environments with these really big budget games is i I think that a lot of aspects of the way something is designed ends up getting steered toward a narrower result rather than a broader one just because of the nature that it's this is such a high-profile project I don't know if that makes sense to you. I don't know. But... I,
1: I would urge anyone who already has these games or is in the position to just test them each for an hour and tell me, like, do you really think? Like, what What do you think happened here? Maybe one had had a year smaller life cycle. They saw the first one and said, oh, we're totally going to make that. Yeah. It's made the same game. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Hello,
2: me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video
0: Game Radio. It's a number one.
1: Woo-hoo! All right, so that was my experience playing playing Infamous. I'm not done with it yet. I got past the
2: first island. There's actually
1: three islands in you this one. You already played Prototype. I did already play playing, Prototype. Now you're playing Infamous. But I've played it, and I'm going to keep playing it.
2: What, what keeps you playing? What, what's motivating you here?
1: Uh, partly because I don't feel like I have much else that I want to play. Um, although, honestly, I'm I'm slacking a bit. I haven't played there, Children of Eden yet. I need go. to go get that.
2: Okay, I want everybody just to remember what Alon said. Yeah. Okay, R- this is going to R- tie into what we're going to I tried playing that face.
1: Wipeout HD thing, and it's like every other Wipeout game, impossible yeah. to play. Um, so I'm playing Infamous. And we'll see. Like I want to, I want to see if it continues to be the same yeah. darn game. You
2: know what's hilarious about Wipeout?
1: Um, that it's to- impossible to play.
2: Totally want to play it. Uh, haven't
1: played it. Yeah, just sits there every day and you it don't play it. Just sits there. Yeah. What are you playing? Disgaea three instead?
2: No. Um, as you know, I'm deep in the throes of um hell, so I cannot yeah. have time to play uh, much of anything. Well, everybody's a got a job to do, right? That's right.
1: <laughs> so uh, you want to get to that email now?
2: Yes, that is a fantastic
1: idea all right so uh, dedicated fan Penn wrote to us by the way, I think about penn periodically because he makes he makes the musics, the wrappings and things, and I think to myself, we should just make a good video game we should write a good video game rap or song and have him help us produce it, and then we could get on on the internet so the famous, funny
2: yet relevant video game rhapsody what i what I think that 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 you should do penn if you're listening is um Remember, remember, Loveline, right? With the, the Adam Carolla and the Doctor. I know, I do. Yeah, so that that was one of my favorite shows back in the day. And um, somebody made, I guess, like a song, some kind of some kind of theme song, rap, whatever. That was a collection of Doctor Drew's Doctor Drewisms, right? So it is true. I I think Penn, you have all the tools at your disposal and all the resources. And you know that I and especially Alan say all manner of insane things at at, at various points in time, and so. he
1: rages on in this email, and he's touching, he touching on many of them
2: and and so I think that you know a a skillfully assembled uh transmorgification of audio clips of our voices would make a thrilling and fantastic viral song
1: so uh he writes to us and it's funny. He finishes the whole thing by saying, "Yeah, I was kind of pissed off writing that email, but still, still a big fan." Um, but it was good because I was like, "Oh, it looks like we lost another one <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> through our through our stellar programming." Um, he did sound kind of pissed in this email. He did, and and I'm sure that he was. I'm confident that he was. So you want me to read just the one section that you said we should read? Sure, not the whole whole thing.
2: It was it was a bit long winded. I think we'll lose our. I audience.
1: just want to defend myself on the TV thing. Last week we talked about the TV that Sony wanted to put out, and and I used the phrase affordable. Mm-hmm. That was quoting Sony. They said they want to yeah. produce you an see, affordable you TV.
2: You see, you see, Pen. When your mind is clouded with emotion, you jump to conclusions. Well, I don't, don't.
1: I don't think, think I necessarily made that clear. And he's right, a 24-inch TV for 500 bucks is a bit much. At the same time, you can't get a 3D TV, as far as I know, for $500 these days. So um, they said they want to do a 24-inch 3D TV, 500 bucks, which they claim is affordable
2: and just means that they take a lot of money home. That means so good for them. more affordable. Yeah. It's like rich people saying they're not rich.
1: All right, so here's, he uh, he enters this, and I'm just going to read it word for word here. Uh, you'll pick up on what he's talking about. How pathetic, Ara. I'm really surprised at your lack of effort in trying anything new. El Shaddai, Portal 2, etc. whole reason I play games is to learn new mechanics and interesting gameplay, and you and Elon seem to have gone the route of I only play what I like and refuse to try new things. Now, to be fair, maybe my willingness to try... Uh, new and strange games is due to growing up extremely poor and having maybe one game per year at most until I was in my late teens. That's why uh, Torchlight was my first Diablo clone instead of having played the original Diablo when released. However, if I ever get to the point that I don't want to try new mechanics or, like Aura, immediately give up on a game if I lose once, then I'll just stop gaming overall and possibly kill myself. It's hard enough with most games being made for the weakest of gamers, but now the two hardcore gamers I look up to, I'm now realizing are too old to be taught new tricks.
2: Okay, so my first reaction is that it's not even worth my time to dignify this with a response. <laughs> you specifically <laughs> said you wanted to, so
1: I know that it's not going to sure. end that way. That's
2: that's a little bit of thing that we like to call irony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, in all seriousness, um, it's no, it's it's a valid point and it's a valid question. Which well, of the many sort, points? That, sort that of. You give up too fast. Sort of. No, no, because see, here's the thing: is that. It is because of my love of games and my interest in trying new things that I've actually attempted to play these in the first place. If I wasn't interested, I wouldn't have even attempted it. But here's the thing, and it's 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 kind of it's kind of a tough spot in a couple ways, because here's the thing, right? There are so many games, right? And Penn is right in the instance that, you know, if you're only if you're limited to only being able to play a few games then obviously it becomes much more valuable to invest time into any individual one of them. Right. But this is kind of like a, this is kind of like a two headed dragon here. Right. One of them is that um, I do know what I like and that doesn't necessarily uh, prevent me from trying new things. And it doesn't in fact extinguish my desire to try new things, but I do know what I like and I do know what I don't like. And, when I try a new game that has certain things in it that I just think are garbage, right? Here's here's my train of thought is, hmm, I could spend more time with this game and try and um, recover whatever nugget of beauty may be hidden underneath the layers, and there very well may be several very nice nuggets of beauty hidden underneath them, right? Or um, I could just cut my losses, And go on to other things. Now, there's so many other things that it becomes very, very easy to cut your losses and to go on to other things. And so this is part of the reason why in some of these games I just give up immediately. The other side of it is that I've played way too many games. It's actually, it's bad. And here's the part where it's bad, is that I... I wish that I could just hold judgment and just wait for things to develop and for example, you know, don't judge the game until you see the whole thing. All that stuff, right? But the thing is is that after you've gone through that so many times, let me ask let me frame this in terms of a question, right? How many times, for example, do you have to watch garbage movies before you decide that you're not going to watch garbage movies all the way through before you decide they're garbage. How many times does that take?
1: Yeah, well, the problem with that, like, I agree with you. Like, we're not masochistic, right? But at the same time, that means that there might be a gem you overlook, but it's so seldom that that would happen. Usually you're going to be right. It's going to be trash. Right.
2: right, and and so that's, that's the crux of this issue is that um, – Humans are actually really, and I'm not just talking about myself, we're actually really, really good at making snap judgments about things. And it's funny because there's a lot of, like, knowledge or voices out in the world that kind of dissuade you from doing that. But we as animals are fantastically good about making snap judgments based on minimal information. And this applies to all kinds of areas of life, not just weighing whether a game experience is worthwhile to continue right this works for uh you know i don't know gambling this works for relationships this works for meeting someone on the street right you meet someone on the street you decide sometimes you hate them right away and you don't know why exactly sometimes you really like them right away and you feel safe around them and you don't know why right the thing is is that there are signals in this interaction when you're first exposed to things whether it's some guy on the street or some cute girl, or a video game, that there are microscopic things happening psychologically that you're not necessarily 100% cognizant or conscious of, but they affect your processing and evaluation of the situation. And a lot of times this happens, like I said, on a subconscious level. So you're getting a bad feeling, but you don't know, you can't exactly articulate why, right? It's just bad. And the thing is, If you trust your bad feeling or your good feelings, oftentimes you're way more right than if you basically denied that reaction and said, no, no, you know, this guy who's got the funny glint in his eye, who's got, you know, the hat on sideways, you know, I'm going to I'm going to really see if he wants to be my friend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know what
1: you're describing here basically reaffirms what we've alluded to in the past.
2: When you get old, you become a bit of a, a cynic. Right. And that's out of experience. Well, you could call it that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't frame it that way, right? You get you get a lot of baggage, right? And it's your baggage. Baggage can be good and baggage can be bad, right? I like the word baggage just because it's it's I don't know, it's it's a very colorful word, right? But it's everything about what I experience now in a new game I play has been colored by my past experience of games and consequently also by the numerous repeated barrage of Garbage experiences one after the other.
1: What I didn't like about about his uh, diatribe here was the bit the very end, saying that what he realized after all of this was that uh, us, the gamers, he looks up to, which you know is flattering in itself. Um, Realizing that we're too old to be taught new tricks. That's exactly the opposite of how I feel about gaming. Well, I want well, yeah, those new tricks. That's
2: what I'm saying is that it's it's. Uh, I think that he's it's 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 he's make he's making the incorrect conclusion. Yeah, that's basically. that's how I feel. Like I, the reason I miss
1: out on a lot of games these days is because they are all the same as crap I've already played. And so if they had something new in them, great, I would love to play them. But they usually don't, and that's why I avoid them. Although somehow I just described my desire to in a very short period of time play two identical games so, yeah so. um i can't explain that and i'm just going to accept it maybe i'm doing it as a study like no, to see it's, how similar it's they because are.
2: this week it's the irony show
1: i that must be it but uh but i'm i'm actually the opposite of which is i am looking for new things and totally willing to to learn them the problem is i can't find them we'll be right back
2: You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. I'm trying to watch this video about Recall. Yeah, I I didn't know, I didn't get it. I realized we only looked at it for ten seconds though.
1: It's so often that I go home and I and I file up uh, fire up the uh, the RSS reader and then I see oh there was this really cool thing that happened while or that hit the news streams like while we were doing the show. And so I just checked it out, and I said, that's an interesting video. I'd like to talk about this, but I don't understand it enough to talk about it yet. I promised
2: myself that I would wait at least 15 seconds before passing judgment. Yeah, Blanc. that was good. See, that's <laughs> self-restraint. We're learning now, you see? <laughs> um,
1: so uh, one thing that I can't hold back from is, is talking about UAT.edu. We mentioned that earlier in the show. I'm going to do it again. Go to UAT.edu. Uh, learn what, what they can do for you if you want to you know, be schooled. So we got one more segment left. That's right. We're done with the email, but awesome. I urge other people to email us. Go to the website chatterboxgameshow.com and there's our our emails on there.
2: We love emails, especially ones that um, criticize us in um, very strong ways. You see, you see what wonderful conversation that generated. The the more direct, the better. That's right. We await your response.
1: So. You want to talk about Catherine, is that right?
2: Yeah, let's spend a couple minutes talking about this game because this is there's something. I, I shouldn't going
1: d- inject here. that sigh into my voice. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to do that. That's I've okay. actually been.
2: I'm pr- used to it.
1: Prior to E3, I was excited about seeing this whole Catherine thing
2: because everyone was talking about why it. Why do you sigh? Tell me why you sigh.
1: Um, I it, well, it was a little unintentional, but I think it's also a little subconscious because because yeah, you see my face. No, because I was excited about this
2: initially, Catherine. and then
1: I played it at E3, and right.
2: I was like, uh oh, Okay, what were you excited about? Eh. What was exciting? What was. The weirdness of it. Weirdness. Everyone was talking
1: about how crazy it was. Okay. But the, the storyline is crazy, and what I want is the gameplay. The gameplay itself is just.
2: Eh. Okay, so here's what is so intriguing about Catherine. Not necessarily in a good or bad way, but. The sheep? No, no, no. The sheep are this intriguing is to me. This is a really weird juxtaposition of two things, because. The game, the whole entirety of the game is super, superbly polished. I mean, there are, doesn't look like there are any shortcuts taken. Every single corner of this game is a gleaming, really? polished, yes. I found the animation to be lacking a little bit. Um, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. You must be talking about some other game. Anyway. Okay. Uh, but here's the funny part, Alright, So the narrative-wise, this is a... Uh, really, really deep story about, you know, a guy who is with a girlfriend and is basically being tempted by another girl of a similar name. Where it never happens. And he has nightmares. And so this is, this is really kind of intriguing, like, love triangle thing going on. Like, very, very deep subject matter, very non trivial, very. All that, okay? Fascinating. So the game is. All of the game, the gameplay itself is a puzzle game where you're climbing up a tower and it is it is like it's this it's literally a puzzle game. That, yeah, and that's that,
1: the problem because
2: it's the same thing and it's over and over. Yeah, I mean there's, you know, uh, it, there's not a huge amount of depth to it, not that there necessarily needs to be, but I I I've, I've never seen such a stark juxtaposition of narrative and gameplay where they are, you know, in the conceit of the whole product, it's actually woven together quite well because the sequences where you're climbing up this tower are explained by, okay, this this character Vincent, they're his nightmares. You're playing his nightmares at night when he's sleeping. And you know, during the day, that's when you get the story elements, right? Or when he's not sleeping, you know, and you get you, you get the narrative in those parts, right? And, and so it's all it's woven together quite skillfully. But then it's like it's so it's it's like um it's like La noir and then you're playing Tetris. It's like La Confidential, and then you're playing um, Bejeweled. I
1: don't know. It just at least Bejeweled or Tetris is kinda of fun and I found I found it to be work.
2: I found this game to be work rather than interesting. No, I didn't particularly enjoy the the puzzle gameplay. It was like it's like okay. I was totally looking forward to it. Yeah. It was like it's okay. This is okay, it's kinda of quirky, but it's like it didn't um You say to me block moving puzzle. It's like a I block think,
1: moving puzzle. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And I played this game and I was like, the sheep are cool.
2: Yeah. But other than that, like eh. I'm really it. curious how, how this is going to do here. I mean, this is... Oh, well, just, come on.
1: It's going to do poorly.
2: Just obviously,
1: Obviously. But no Atlas game has ever sold well. Like, they're not expecting to sell at, like, AAA quality levels.
2: Didn't, um... Who published that, uh, that Demon's Souls game? Is that Atlas? I don't know. I
1: don't think it was Atlas, but who hmm. knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, they, but I don't expect them to do well. But, I mean, I'm sure they'll do enough to cover their costs, because... They probably pay the people who make it nothing.
2: Yeah. And another th- aspect that I thought was funny is um, you don't see this, but I'll, I'll describe it for people. Right. So, oftentimes when a Japanese game gets translated and comes out here, the Japanese cover is much more risque than what you see on U.S. shores. Right. And what they've done is, you know, the original Japanese cover for Catherine, it's got they've got two covers, right, and they're actually both really, really cool um, in a very adult way. Right. So one of them is. Has the uh has the home record Catherine and she's basically like what I mean she looks like she's wearing two bras and she's taking the first one off yes. right <laughs> And uh, and the character Vincent is like you know six inches tall and is falling into her cleavage you know so that's pretty cool I love then the, it and then the other one is of the the other um homemaker Catherine and she's kind of like um I don't even it's hard to describe but she's basically she's kind of leaning down facing. You know, you, the viewer, and she, her, her face is on the bottom and her her butt area is on the top. And Vincent is also, once again, six inches tall and is, is grabbing on for dear life to the um, partially exposed, but not too much, butt area. Okay. And uh, so the funny thing is, is for the U.S. version, they just took both of these pictures and they just strategically cropped them so as to destroy any adult or uh, sexual apparentness about them completely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did. But they did still include the sheep. Well, okay. I guess
2: there's that. Mm-hmm. right? Which is – this is funny because – Yeah, they just
1: zoomed in on it, on part
2: of it. Right. They just – yeah, it was a very simple – it was just a crop, right? That's all they did. This is funny because there was another game, you know, that, that Hyperdimension Neptunia game –
1: you that the, that that's,
2: yeah, that the, that soft porn anime game that came out here and was supposedly not very good. Anyway, that had a revised cover too, and the funny thing is, is that it had almost the same characters, but in the Japanese version they had like gigantic boobs and lots of cleavage, mm-hmm. and then in the U.S. one there's like there's like no cleavage, no cleavage at all. All right. Well. So the U.S. apparently cannot handle cleavage. I don't know. This is
1: another example of the same thing we've we've seen many many times. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad to see that we both have similar opinion of the game itself.
2: Yeah, it's it's odd. The thing is, is I that don't think
1: uh, the show is going to be selling any copies of that game.
2: Probably not. Uh, Which is, I, I, again, I tell you, I was very excited about it. Yeah. It was this a game like this, and, and this goes back to previous conversations and discussions I've had about just the 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 split between narrative and gameplay in games is that something like Catherine. I just want to watch and see what happens. I want to watch it like I'm watching a movie. I don't want to play any of the puzzle scenes at all.
1: I was not interested in the scenes in between, but yeah. I had a guy like breezing through them anyway. Um let me ask you, especially cuz we're we're talking about how narrative weaves into gameplay. Have you seen anything about this game called Bastion? Yep. Cuz I played that at E3. And then suddenly today it's it's you know, I guess a review hit joystick
2: or something. Yep.
1: Um I I, rem, I was reminded of that game thinking oh I wanted to talk about that after E3 and I totally forgot
2: yeah it's it's well you you keep going
1: it's uh I I don't have much to say about it other what other than to say it's its method of storytelling was very intriguing to me and that's something that like you know I'm not I'm not keying in on something that you wouldn't notice if you play this game I I, I doubt many of our listeners have have seen much about it but graphically it's kind of old school right it's 2D isometric and um very colorful and stuff, so it it's kind of like the old
2: 2D days, you know, Super Nintendo, Sega Saturn-style The d- stuff. days when we had a color palette that was not brown and black.
1: Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is every time you do something—not every time, but, like, you start off, you're just this kid, and you've got, you know, a weapon, a sword or something. I don't even remember. Um, Let's say that there's a door you have to break down, so you, you attack the door and you break it down. And I'm not saying that there even is that scenario in the game, but, you know, you— if there were, you break down the door and... It's narrated. The, the narrator, yeah. yeah, the whole game is narrated as you play it. The narr- And t- as if it's it's being, you know, a, a story being read, not yeah. just like, dude chops down a door. It's like, and then, he, you know, he destroys the door and yeah, enters it's, the new chamber it, it's to a this, cool idea. this open world. And it, it's very interesting because it's... You can tell it was written as if it were a storybook and you are playing... The storybook, yeah. I and it happens bringing, in the time I that I hate you play that you're it.
2: bringing this up seconds before the show's over.
1: I didn't know that you would
2: want to cling on so much it. it's Because it's a cool idea, and it wasn't the first time that it's been done, and it should be done more often. And I don't know how good their implementation well, is. Let's,
1: we can save it for next week, Let's man. save it. I'll just say that so, um,
2: Dirt 3 has an aspect of that, and some of the Ace Combat games had an aspect of that.
1: So so here's homework to the listener. Uh, you, go find a video online about this to get a better understanding of what Bastion is, and then I will promise... To try and remember to talk about this next week. Ara, you got to remind me uh, as well. All right. Next week. We'll get a video of it. And maybe we can even pull some audio and play it on the air. But but you should go try to try get a video and, or and maybe see this for yourself so you can know what we're talking about. Anyway, end of the show. So much, guys. So thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Good night, guys.
0: You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember... All your base are belong to us.